Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you're like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, buddies. Like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I that's am right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we talk about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Beer, also, okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast. Girls who like it rough. These 
pants and shoes attached to springs Taking hoops and playing hoops and balls attached to strings This is some stuff and some things This is some stuff and some things This is stuff Yo, 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 welcome to Stuff and Things, the podcast about everything and nothing at all, dog. Just hear your boy Chewy right here. And I am Ian White. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Stuff and Things. Um, I am Ian the White. <laughs> like, it's like, like your medieval I'm name. I'm not Gandalf. Like, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, um, so welcome to Stuff and Things. This is your Aren't first time you with though? us. Hello. We're sorry. <laughs> if, it's, uh, you're, if you're dumb enough to return, we love you. But you're dumb. But we love you. Because we're dumb. We, we keep recording. Um, so there are a couple ways you can reach out to our show if you like things that we do. Uh, way number one you can reach out to our show is through our website, stuffandthingspodcast.com. It's a Tumblr site, so you can follow us on Tumblr. Uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. There's a little bar on the side that lets you do all these neat things. Uh, one is subscribe to us on iTunes. So you can get new podcasts available um, when they come out on your mobile devices, your iPhones, your iPads, even your Mac if you're using that. PC as well. You can do that. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could listen to it on a PC. Yeah. Not really like your Zoom or anything. Whatever. But yeah. You can also uh, reach out to us uh, via social media. We do have some social media you can use. Uh, one is Twitter. We do have a Twitter account. At uh, Sat Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can also reach us individually on Twitter. For me, Ian, it's at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. And for Chewy, it's at Chupacabra. C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. You can also reach out to us via Facebook. Uh, give us a thumbs up like on there. Uh, and you can also reach us the old-fashioned way. Actually, no, there's one other way you can reach us on Instagram, at Sad Podcast, also yeah. on Instagram. There's another one way you can reach us the old-fashioned technology way. Good old trustworthy email. Pony uh, Express? No. <laughs> uh, you can reach us at stuffandthingspodcast at gmail.com. You should uh, probably open up a Pony Express line, though. We probably could. Um, we can. You can also reach us. Um, we, should, we should look into getting a P.O. box. I was thinking about this. That'd be cool. That'd be We've fun. had people ask us about sending things to us, and yeah. we're like, well, I don't know. we got to give out Here's address. your address. Here's your address. Friends don't kill friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can also uh, reach we out to us. We also send people stuff. Yes, we do. Um, and you can also uh, check out some of our other shows at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. So, Chewy, hello. How Hi. are you? What's How is this going week on? going for you? It is going. It's uh, It's morning. So again, it's one of those morning recordings, which is strange. We're recording early because somebody's got to go back to Colorado. So if you're hearing this, hopefully I made it back alive. Are you flying <laughs> to uh, Denver again? Yeah, I got to fly to the Denver airport again. Only this time I'm staying in Boulder, but not at the Boulderado. I was really bummed. We were, they were trying to look into staying there, but it was already awesome. booked. You should just go like walk around there. I think I might. I might. If I get a night where I'm by myself, I might walk over to it and see. Just um, walk over to it and be like... Yeah, I'll be spending a majority of my time in Boulder instead of Denver this time. So I've yeah. kind of seen the Denver area. Now it's time for me to go to Boulder. Dude. You know, where Jean-Benet Ramsey was murdered. Oh, you should I, go to that house. It's funny. I went. I had a couple people when I was up there who talked to me. And one of the guys used to be a real estate agent. And he's like, yeah, I, I actually showed that house to people. Oh, man. And he said there was like a lot of like little doors. Like the, oh. there was like an old house. There was like a little, little crawl space doors and stuff. Oh, he's like, yeah, it's really creepy. But he's like, hey, yeah, we can we can take you to it if you want. I'm like, yeah. Would uh, you, so, look, like if it was in your price range, and you would I buy it? House, Fuck no, 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 no. I don't want to live in a house where some little girl was murdered. No, thank you. What if she wasn't murdered in the house? She was murdered she in was the murdered house in the backyard. Doesn't it's still on the property or like 
in the next house no. and they moved no. her to the house. No, no, no. I would Sad. not live in the John Benet Ramsey house to answer your question. But then you could no. hide in the little doors. I don't want to hide in the little doors. Oh, man. Dude, I like. I don't trust myself. If I lived in a house that was like haunted like that, mm-hmm. or maybe not even haunted, it's not even reported to be haunted, but like yeah, something <laughs> terrible, something terrible happened there that has all these like little secret doors. I could see myself like if I'm there by myself at night, like instead of just like going to bed, I would probably just be like, I'm just going to go sit inside one of these little doors for a couple hours and just like sit inside the door and just be like, it is dark. It's quiet. It is cold. It's also messed it up because I was also wondering, like, how far is Columbine from here? Just because yeah. I, you know, I, I feel like I should see that because it was very important to my generation. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that'd be, and, that'd be weird. That like, nine eleven. I, I I actually really want to go to the World Trade Center memorial. World Trade Center. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see what Dude, they do. Well, I mean, like, I I do too because like I actually got to go in like the World Trade Center like when I was younger, mm-hmm. and it's fucking. Tall dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how tall the new one is. The new one taller? They, they, yeah, they built the, the one tower. Yeah, the one tower is taller. Is than it? The other ones, yeah. Did um, they did they do the thing where they were they were talking about where they were talking about like taking two towers and combining them into like one or having them cross like that? I don't think so. They were talking about making it like a big X, like a big X Men building. <laughs> I don't know. That's what they said. Do they still do the lights in the sky like that? The two um, like light beams that shoot up in the sky. I don't know. Wow. Anyway, hey, if you live in New York, tell, tell us, us. Reach out to us. Uh, speaking of weird things, though, I, I have this I article. Just talk to my family that lives in New York <laughs> and find out. Speaking of weird things that maybe are a little bit closer to home, coffee. Um, I have an article here that I found last week. Dude. Something that we've. It's it's something that we've talked about before in the sense that we've 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 been by it and we've been yeah. like, oh look at that, but we never really have delved much into it other than like that's weird. Yeah. This article is from RoadTrippers.com. Okay. And it says, Welcome to Zizix, California's oh, Zizix mo- Road. No, California's most mysterious, weird little town. I thought it was uh, Did you know there was a town? I didn't know it was a town. I oh, thought Zizix was in Nevada. No, it's on the border of California. So it says Zizix. Nevada, by the way, Zizix spelled Z Yeah, I didn't say Nevada. No, I know. I'm just yeah, Nevada. reminding everyone out there. Zizix spelled Z Z Y Z X aka Camp Soda and Soda Springs is located at the end of Zizix Road, a 4.5-mile-long rural uh, off-interstate 15. Um, let's see. In San Bernardino County, County California. Uh, the unincorporated community is also located within the Mojave National Preserve. In its former life, it was the Zizix Mineral Springs and Health Spa. What makes Zizix, California such a weird and wonderful place is that it was touched by a crackpot preacher who stuck up his middle finger at the government when he named the town with the last letters of the alphabet. <laughs> So who the hell came up with that crazy name? Well, crazy th- preacher. Yeah, that's where things get a little weird. Curtis House Springer was one of those old-timey radio evangelists way back in the day. However, he wasn't actually a minister of any kind. He was born in, 19, in 1896 in uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and spent much of his early life convincing people he was a doctor. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm a doctor. <laughs> no, just uh, hold on. Just trust me. It's, you know, okay, you, how, let me check your eyes here. Okay, I'm just going to look in your ears. Surprisingly, the ears have a lot to do with seeing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's surprising. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, has, he, has, uh, he was more like one of those guys you could see in the parking lot of TGI Fridays offering free breast exams. <laughs> he proclaimed himself to be, quote, the last of the old-time medicine men. So, you know, <sighs> trustworthy. That's like the last of the Mohicans. That's but true. But, like, more, like, gropey. 
Um, but the American. No, what, what, what does he say? The last of the old timey. Medicine men. Old timey or old time? Old. Uh, he says old time. Uh, old time medicine men. Okay. So yeah. Um, let's see where we. I lost my place here. Sorry about that. Um, let me see. No, it's okay. I lost my place. Um, but, 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 okay, here we go. I found it. Um, let's see. He proclaimed himself to be last. Okay, but but the American Medical Association disagreed. <laughs> no. Those, that snake oil you're selling is is absolutely not as good as the other old-time snake oils that were being sold. <laughs> New snake oil? Yeah. Let's go back to old, <laughs> old snake, snake oil, oil classic. They proclaimed him... Oh, my <laughs> God. Like this is the greatest title. They proclaimed him king of the quacks in 1969, so oh well after God. probably his death. Um, let's see. Um, uh, so they have a little... A little um, I think there's a little advertisement he made up here. Um, I'm going to send you this article real quick so you can see it along with me. Um, <clears throat> but um, but yeah, dude. Th- so this dude, I, I just like that they <laughs> old time medicine. I love old time medicine. I wish they would still do shit like that. Yeah. Like, I wish that they would still like have people come out on trucks and be like, look at this hair tonic. But see, if, in the age of the internet, they'd be like, is it real? So you'd have to be really smart and go online and be like, this is totally legit. Yeah, you'd have to go on there and like plant all this fake evidence. Oh shit, yeah. Shit like that. Yeah, you'd have to absolutely do that. You'd have or to go to places where they don't have internet. Yeah, as like we the learned, there's a lot mountains. of places where they don't have internet. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting. Or like Alaska. That'd uh, be kind of cool. Yes. Just go to Alaska like selling your wares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as you can see here, I sent you the article. There's this photo and you guys can look this up too at roadtrippers.com, remember? Um, there's an article about halfway down where it shows the picture of this dude. <laughs> oh wow picking a husband for keeps why not be wealthy happy and successful a magazine for thinkers who think. by curtis house springer there he is weird looking dude uh throughout his life curtis also claimed to be a boxing teacher in the u.s <laughs> army <laughs> oh it gets weirder the dean of greer college a defunct slash bankrupt school in chicago uh, he was a rabble rouser during prohibition he was in favor of it and rallied against demon rum <laughs> Demon rum. Oh my god! Why aren't we making that? Oh, Why is that not awesome. copyright? Chewy and Ian. Demon rum. Demon rum. Um, he also loved making up you know, <laughs> fresh squeeze, fresh, freshly squozen from <laughs> from demons. Straight this is the from next hell. sentence. He also liked making up universities. <laughs> <laughs> my hobbies include making up universities, universities? like <laughs> I can't even the make East, the up. East Jarleton cool School of Design. <laughs> East. East Jarleton. East Jarleton. Um, the the new the new Blangsford uh, School of the Mechanical Arts, and uh, the uh, the new, old new, jo- the, old qua- the Quacksville School of Important Medicine. <laughs> Quacksville School of Important Medicine. Important medicine. Important medicine. Yes, we teach you all the. Oh, he, they, they have some. Like they have one, They have some ones he made up, like quote National Academy, the Springer School of Humanism, the College of uh, the American College of Doctors and Surgeons, the Westlake West Virginia College, and two non-existent uh, uh, osteopath, osteopathy schools um, in Myersdale, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. He oh. sounds like a real catch. What, what was the <laughs> one you were saying about the, uh, what was, what did you say, the School of Important Medicine? Yeah, the well, Quack, Quacksville. Quacksville. School, School of Important Medicine. Oh, my God. Um, let's see. classic. My favorite thing, though, is how he write his name on, um, on pamphlets for speaking engagement. Are you ready for this? Okay. Curtis House Springer, MD, ND, DO, PhD. 
Oh my god! Yeah, none of those things. Good guy. Like this, this guy would never work nowadays. Yeah. There's so many like easy ways to find these records. Back then, it's like well, we're gonna have to mail home, so <laughs> the pony yeah. might not get here. Yeah, in the time. pony might. Not. Well, we'll we could try tra- using the. We'll we could try using Morse code, but that's a lot to type in. <laughs> that's a lot to uh, type in. They haven't invented the at symbol yet. Take your time. So in 1936, he began his career in radio broadcasting, which included selling his quote <laughs> medicines as pictured below right. The old Jonesington. So they, sh- they show his medicines <laughs> there. Middle oh Springs. Old Jonesington tech. Yes. <laughs> what? Um, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, his uh, on. Oh my God. Anti-diluvial diluvian tea was basically a laxative dressed up in a tea bag. <laughs> shit bag tea. You just put it in your put it in your water and shit and soon after. Um, the Journal of the American Medicine Associ- Medical Association published a lengthy article titled Curtis House Springer, a quack in his nos- nostrums in 1936, which details all of Springer's get rich quick schemes. Oh, oh my God. God. Um, Curtis founded several health spas during the 1930s and 1940s, including the Haven of Rest in Fort Hill, PA, and one in Wilkes Bar, uh, another in Cumberland. Um, what's MD? Is that a Maryland? Maryland? Call Maryland, yeah. Maryland. Yeah, yeah. And one in Davenport, uh, IA is Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. However, Curtis really hated paying taxes. So no most way. of his quotes. No Yes, in, it's Iowa, I think. Iowa, okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, Curtis, however, really hated paying taxes, so most of his spa, quote spas were seized by the feds. Then, in 1944, Curtis hooked up with a new lady, and she filed a claim. <laughs> she filed a claim to 12,800 acres of Mojave Desert in California. Springer named the land Zizix Mineral Springs Resort. Uh, the purpose was so that it would be known as quote the last word in health. That's cute. It's catchy. Oh my God. And to build his resort, he hired a bunch of homeless men from LA's infamous Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> the best, highest quality workers that you yes. can afford. Hey, dude, do you want to? Um, I, I have this idea for a uh, health spring. Those guys are booze in it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All yes. Booze you want. A farting of booze for all of you. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, let's see. Springer, oh my God, Springer even faked the hot spring. Seriously, he used a boiler to heat pools around the resort, which ultimately included a 60-room hotel, a spa mineral baths, a radio studio, and a church, of course. So even though he wasn't a minister or a doctor, over 200 radio stations carried his program. Listeners would send in donations for his, quote, cures, which he claimed could relieve constipation, hemorrhoids, hair loss, and, oh yeah, cancer. Of course. The magical cancer cure. However, what people were really getting was... Put this bag in your ass. uh, However, what people were really getting was, well, actually a bit better than snake oil. It was mostly celery, carrot, and parsley juices. That's probably good for you to drink. Yeah. I mean, like legitimately. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. cancer. I don't know if it cures cancer, but... I don't know. um, Antioxidants or whatever. I don't know if it cures cancer. Anti-cancer agents? No. I think you need more than just that. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Empire of Carrot. Uh, Listen, did you go to the Quacks, <laughs> the Quacksville School of Important Medicine? Because <laughs> I did. I got my fucking degree there. Yeah, come on. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I know what the fuck I'm talking Drink about. Drink that fucking carrot juice. It'll cure that evil, that, that cancer juice inside you. <laughs> By the, the way, ca- every- you see, you see. Yeah, let me let me tell you from my professional medical opinion. There's. Uh, cancer is caused by a significant amount of what we in the medical community refer to as cancer juice that's in your body. <laughs> so this miracle tonic with celery, carrot, and parsley juices uh, balances out the cancer juice and <laughs> pretty much renders it useless in your body, replacing it with strong, rich beta carotene. 
Now drink the fucking juice. <laughs> You'll feel good. By the way, every time you prescribe the medicine, not in the diagnosis, but when you're prescribing them and giving them the directions, you got to say yes. fucking a lot. Yeah, fucking. So you take the fucking juice, well, they're, right? Yeah, come on. They're, they're, the people who are buying this are you know, not the brightest. Yeah, you take the they fucking need, they juice. They need that, the they language need, that they understand. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, okay, take the juice and apply it. What? I don't understand. Drink the fucking juice, Henry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I drink the fucking shot. <laughs> Stop talking when you're drinking. Open your throat okay. so the juice can go okay. in, your, in your stomach. Okay, I forgot about the fucking. Okay. <gasps> no, don't breathe in while you're drinking it. <laughs> Dearly beloved, we are gathered here. They're trying to teach something. We're gathered here to pay our respects. To Henry, last name unknown. Last name unknown. He was a good man, not a bright man. In fact, not too good at juice drinking. (laughs) Not too good at juice drinking. In fact, he wasn't that good at all. He uh he hit he kicked my dog. (laughs) He murdered twelve children and we just now found out about it. (laughs) We just now found out about it. And uh I've already been paid to deliver this eulogy, so I kind of let's have all to. spit in his grave. Let's all sp- well. I won't get paid. Let's. I'm let- going to turn around, and whatever was, happens while I'm not looking, he was buried in a nice blue shirt. Let's all remember the niceness of his blue, blue shirt. shirt. <laughs> oh, the niceness of a blue shirt. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, the empire of carrot juice and laxatives all came crumbling down in the late 1960s when the Fed started noticing that Springer was making loads of dough off quote donations for his quote cures and uncle sam came a knocking the feds also accused springer of squatting and invading his uh, invalidated his claim to the settlement of zizix which he based on a 19 1872 mining law springer and his quote followers were evicted and springer himself was uh, convicted for selling junk quote cures he served only 49 days in jail for milking money out of sick people for decades uh, Springer died in 1986. Wait, you can milk that out of people? <laughs> Springer died in 1986. I thought you could just get milk from people. Um, so, I bet you're wondering to yourself, well, what does this have to do with anything? Did you know that you can actually visit the remains of these health spots? Oh, my God. Um, in Zizix? So, um, Zizix and Soda Springs are both open to the public and offer a variety of outdoor activities, such as hiking trails, roadside attractions, toilets, always a good plus, and a cute, scenic picnic area. The actual history of the area goes all the way back to prehistoric times when nomadic tribes would gravitate to the natural spring and use the site as a quarry to create arrowheads. When you, uh, when you visit, keep a keen eye out for rock art. Since 1976, California State University has managed the land and have built a great desert st- uh, study center on the site. Um, with the exception of Baker, California, which is seven miles away, the only other nearest city is Las Vegas, and it's about 100 miles away from the town. Today, Zizix is home to the Desert Study Center in Lake Tund- uh, and Lake Tunday, which uh, used to be part of the original spa. Zizix is also made, uh, made a 2000, there's a 2006 movie starring Catherine Heigl, who we just realized looks uh-huh. like someone we know, Yeah, um, which looks just terrible. The film gained a degree of notoriety due to being considered the lowest grossing movie in history with a domestic uh, gross of $30 USD. Wow. $30. Wait a minute. So is that including like the room and, and shit like that? Yeah. But, I mean, you can actually still, I think you can actually go, go and see some administrative building and chapel built by Springer. Now I'm talking Zizix. about, is that the lowest gro- grossing movie? While taking into account movies like The Room? I don't know, probably. But yes, that's, <sighs> that's Zizix, sir. That is Zizix. Oh my god, dude. Zizix? I want to visit it now. <laughs> it's more than just that creepy road that we've heard yeah, so much about. There's dude. like a quack doctor out there serving up cures. 
Yeah. <laughs> See? Because he, he gave me that look as if one of two things, like, I'm really turned on by it. Or B, or B that's a good idea. We should look into it. Uh, probably more of the latter. Okay, did you watch... Do you want to, should we do a stuff and things miracle cure? Oh my god. Okay, well, okay, let, let's 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 map this out. Let's map this out for the boys and girls. Okay. What would be what would what would it cure? Um heartache. <laughs> heartache for sure. Something that you can't medically prove. I got it. Yeah. Okay. So it cures heartache. Um and it what's it called? Uh uh Uncle <laughs> Uncle Stan's good good time slinging's heartbreak elixir. <laughs> Uh, good time slinging elixir. Get around, boys. I have a de- you sure you. Okay. Why are you crying? My wife left me after twenty years. Get on up here. Let's give a hand to the nice gentleman. Ooh, hurrah, hurrah! <laughs> bully, bully for you. Now have some. Uh, now, sure, we have never met before, correct? That is correct. <laughs> have a swig of Uncle Stan's good time slinging heartbreak tonic. <laughs> Tonic elixir. Heart, heartbreak tonic elixir. Heartbreak tonic Let's elixir. Let's write this down here. Let me, let me get the name down. <laughs> Uncle okay. Stan's. Uncle Stan's. Good time. Good time. <laughs> slinging. Slinging. Tonic elixir. <laughs> heartbreak tonic. Or just heartbreak, tonic. Heartbreak. Uh, heart, I, heartbreak. I like leaving out heartbreak. All right. From tonic elixir. Tonic elixir. It, it does multiple things. It 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 promotes. Uh, it cures heartbreak. It promotes vitality. It promotes vitality. Uh, it it quenches thirst because <laughs> it has water in it. These, these things. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. So it cures heartbreak. Only claims that cannot be measured in any way. Um, quenches thirst. Um, promotes a general sense of well-being. <laughs> Increases vitality. <laughs> promotes a general sense of well-being. Um, let's see. What Come else would out. it do? I'll put Stanley's name on it. I am not affiliated with this beverage. It promotes general what? <laughs> promotes general wealth, well-being. Well-being. <laughs> and um, cures thirst. It quenches thirst. C- Quench- cures thirst. <laughs> cures the quench of thirst. There it is. Got to sound old-timey. Quench. There we go. All right. Expect that in a, uh, in a, in a health food store near you. I, I kind of want to make this somehow. I want to look into like laws of like making a beverage and selling it <laughs> and mm-hmm. like be like, oh, I wonder if we could like get that out there. Um, dude, that's fucking Speaking of Stan, now. did you hear about the, the action figure, the $250 action yeah. figure? There's an action figure, guys. If you love us oh and you have $250 that you're willing to throw down for or us. Or if you guys want to pool together. Yeah, there's a Stanley action figure. You can cash us the money via the cash app. <laughs> we'll buy it. Um, yeah, like email us or tweet at us and we can figure out a way to cash it. We'll take photos with it and we'll we'll send you a personalized photo with our signatures Signed. on it. Signed photo of to us you. with Stan to yeah. you with a message of your choosing. Yes. And maybe a bottle of uh, Uncle Stan's good yeah. time slinging. Because maybe we can't legally sell that, but, but we maybe can give we it can away. legally give it as a gift. And you, and you can send us a donation for it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, see? So you know the email, you know the Twitters, and uh, give us money and we'll get it and yep. we'll do things because we always follow through on the things that we promise on the <laughs> show, which um, we will do. Did you hear about that, um, did you hear about that uh, Kickstarter for the birthday card? No. Oh man, I gotta tell you about this real quick. So there's a Kickstarter. I saw this on. The, oh, is this the you awesomer? Said you, there was something that I needed to remind you 
to tell me about. Oh no, that was related to last week. So let me talk about that first. So okay. one other thing we talked about the 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 the, the Jimpy Jimpy plant last week. Remember how we talked about how yeah, it's yeah. like you know you touch it in this. So remember it mentioned in there that somebody killed themselves, but I didn't tell you the story about how, why that happened. Yeah, I wanted to know that. I forget, it wasn't mentioned in the article, but I followed up with the person who gave me the article, and they told me there's a story about. I'm going to give you one guess what that guy did with that leaf for you to he for him to kill himself. Ate it. No. He. Sometimes, Chewie, when you're in the woods. Oh, he wiped his ass with it. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant like he committed suicide no, with it. No, he wiped his ass with ooh, it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> God damn. Why? Why? Because he didn't know. Yeah, well, come on. When you touch it, you feel it. Was he just like, oh, ow. Well, need to get this shit off. <laughs> Better move my Maybe balls aside. Maybe he did it quick. And again, that's only if he's wiping from the front. He wipes by reaching around, then he doesn't have to move his balls. So there is, um, there is a, uh, so so that that was the only addition I had there. Um, there's this thing though. It's I That's think it's terrible. I think it's on Kickstarter right now. Uh, it is a project with the name the best birthday card uh, prank uh, birth, best birthday card ever. Uh, yeah. birth, uh, have you have you seen this? No. So here's what it is. I'm gonna go ahead and play you the video. This is 100 real. I'm gonna play you the video for it. Okay. Show me the video. Peterson and my brother Nick Peterson, who's a camera guy, and I have been working tirelessly on what we felt would revolutionize the world. We have spent over two years working on this product, trying to find the manufacturer who could build it correctly. We want to make sure that the lines were right. We want to make sure that the weight was correct. And it would just feel something important to you. You're in South America. And we met the very person who made this ink. Ink that wasn't just black, but actually your eye, you don't even de- detect it, but your eye will actually feel the importance of what this means to you. <laughs> even the binding itself. This took hours of handcrafted machining that matters to us. It doesn't crack, it doesn't break. And here it is, I'd like to present it to you. It is called the Joker Birthday Card. And when your friend opens this card, and when they push play on the card, you can hear that music, if you can even call it music. It will go not just once, not just twice, but you will hear it looping. <laughs> and even if your friend closes the card, it continues to loop. Oh my god. And loop. And loop. We didn't want to give him just something that they could actually close and the music would stop. We thought that was cliche. It has already been done. <laughs> so good. Ever, you can get that card anywhere, but this card continues to play. You can hear it. Continues to play. Birthday forever. <laughs> oh my god, this is so good. It goes chewy. It goes for three hours. Very annoying sound will That's go awesome. Upwards of three hours. Shit. The only way to stop it is to maybe stomp on it a few times. <laughs> Grab a hammer and slam it. Uh, I haven't tried testing burning it yet, but you can probably burn it as well. We need your help to bring this card to market. We know some birthdays know coming up. I was very tempted to buy this for you for your birthday and not tell you about it, but I thought it was more important to tell I you about, about it. it. <laughs> I think that I really want to give this to my mom or dad for, for their birthday. It's so good. And I, I, it's so sinister because you know what? I really want to give yeah. it to my mom because moms always treasure birthday cards. Yes. And part of me just wants to watch her smash it. <laughs> it's like, oh, sweet press here. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy 
like what it says on the inside. Happy birthday forever. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't oh see that. Oh my detail. god, it's uh this is amazing. Handcrafted. I the just, binding. So let's read the, the Kickstarter real quick. Yes, this is 100% real. The cards are real. They're spectacular. Does it work? It's very simple. Your card is delivered to you in a, quote, safe mode. Here you can start and stop the song as much as you want. After you sign the card with a lovely message, pull the activation tab inside the card, which will activate the card. Then slide it into an envelope and deliver. You want proof? Some people may doubt our card can go as long as three hours. We're using a, uh, here's a vid using an early prototype where it goes for nearly five hours. <laughs> Please watch all five hours of it. It's highly entertaining. Um, is it a well-made product? Travis put it to the test and dunked it a few times in a bucket of water. Did it survive? Watch and find out. The idea is simple and fun. We like to mess with our friends. This is an expensive, effective way to drive someone crazy. A Dude. card that won't shut up unless it's physically destroyed. Who wouldn't want that? Some people just want to watch the world burn, says Alfred. We just want it. We just want to laugh at our friends. Dude, we um I know some people that like I mean, obviously I work with a lot of people. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh hey, I got you a card and bring it to work. Oh my god, just do leave it. Leave it there. Do it. Going. When's our when's when's our when's my old boss's birthday? Oh yes. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. All right. Find out. Watch out. If it's soon, we have to use this. Yes. Yes. Oh my god, that'd be classic. Oh my god. Yeah. I want to use this on people. Um, but they've already had this bag. Their, their goal was uh, one thousand. Uh, let's see. Their, their goal was seven seven thousand five hundred dollars. They, they so far it. they have fifty four thousand dollars and sixty eight or fifty four thousand sixty eight dollars. Yeah. Um, let's see. And I think the um, they can still you can still back this project. So um, let's see. Uh, if you pledge ten dollars or more, you get the early special one uh, Joker birthday card that sings the annoying happy birthday song nonstop for over three hours. Um, let's see. Oh, they actually do one. They also have one for one dollar too. Oh, but they're all gone. Those are all gone. Uh, the next one, ten dollars or more, uh, Christmas card. You get one Joker Christmas card that sings an annoying holiday song nonstop for over yes. three hours. Here's the beauty of that. Fifteen dollars, you get one of um one. Let's see, you get one Joker birthday card that sings that. Okay, so it doesn't matter. So you don't matter how much you 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 do. The more the higher it gets, you still only get one. Here's the beauty of the Christmas card package. A, you've already given the birthday card to someone, and they're like, "Oh, okay, you already played the prank on me. You got, you got me good this time. Twenty five dollars or more, you get one of each. You got me good this time. Oh man, I'll never no, fall. forget about it. I'll, I'll never fall for. They'll think it's just a birthday card, and then they're like, "Okay, here's your Christmas card. Oh, thanks. They'll forget about it. They'll be like, "Well, this can't possibly be the same joke. Estimate they are delivery July twenty fifteen. So that's more than enough time for my mom. They already joked me with it." They're not going to joke me again with that. That has to only I, be I a wish, birthday card. I wish it's the same song, but the, with happy birthday taken out. Merry Christmas, Christmas forever. I want to hear what the song sounds like. Hold on. Let me see if we can pull it up. Oh, God. I don't know. Do, do they have it there? They have a video that's five hours long. Holy shit. Oh, they changed the song. Um, try here and pull tab. Let's see how this works. Okay. So here I pulled out the tab. Um, I guess I'll just put it right here. And I'm going to push play. <laughs> Please tell me it's just this part.
I wish I kind of wish the song didn't resolve. It's just like which nobody. Can, well, that was nah. that's the that's the early prototype. The new one apparently. Yeah. Um, let's hear how safe mode sounds with this. Well, is just this like I think it'd be awesome if it was like for he's a jolly fellow, for he's a jolly fellow, for he's a jolly fellow. Which nobody can deny. Which nobody can deny. Which nobody can deny. Which nobody can. just keeps going with that. I just want to hear that song. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. But yeah, that's happy fucking birthday. outstanding. They also have a Christmas card they're going to they're gonna work on as well. It does the same thing. Uh, let's see. Pro tips. When you, when, there's some pro tips on here. Um, when you send your card, write something special on it. The nicer the message, the harder it will be for them to tear it up. Oh, my God. <laughs> mommy. Uh, mommy. <laughs> I love you, mommy. I love you so much. You've given me love. You have inspired my mom, and my mom is the perfect target yeah. for this because she will cry at anything. I can just write, "Mom, I love you, Ian," and she'll be like, "Oh my god, my god." The nicer the message, the harder it is for them to tear it up. If the kids send us, uh, if the kids send a card to grandma, there's no way she could tear it up, dude. Oh my god, I'll get one and write it in Spanish and give it to my mom because she'll just be like, "You took the time to write it in Spanish." Oh. Um, or I'll give it to my dad and he'll be like, oh, that would play. be the idea for this, guys. If you guys are listening to this, make multiple language versions of this card that sing the same song in multiple languages. Um, because you, the thing is, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, like Las Mañanitas. <laughs> you know that? You know that song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. This is the next step is great. When you give your card at the at the party, be the first one. Yes. That way, the card will not only drive your friend crazy <laughs> as they open other presents, everyone else at the party who's in on the yep. joke can enjoy it too. Yep. Uh, give the card to a friend staying in a hotel, preferably after dinner. That way they'll open it and they'll have no escape when it's still singing at 1 a.m. Yep. in the morning. <laughs> this is genius. We got to do it for weddings, dude. More features. Oh, they have to do it for everything. More features, yes. If your friend tries to stop the card once it, start, uh, once it starts, it will just get a bit louder. There are four increasing volumes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God. They have a video of it. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I thank you for watching some of these ridiculous videos. We want to show you one more feature in the in the Joker birthday card. And we thought it would be really funny if when you gave it to someone, when they started it, if they could push the button again to try and stop it, that it would just get a little bit louder. And that's what we did. Let me show you how this works right now. So I'm just going to open it up right here. Right? Uh, so right now it does... You can stop and start it. That's great, but let's pull the let's pull it out. Now, what'll happen is they're gonna push the button to get it started, right? They're just gonna, you know, it's their birthday. Push play. And after a little bit, they're gonna start thinking, "Man, this song is just going way too long," and they're gonna push it again. And it's just gonna get a little bit louder. <laughs> and then they're gonna try to push it again, just like, "Come on, stop!" And it's just gonna get a little bit louder. And there's actually four levels of, of the volume going up higher and higher. And we thought it was just a really funny idea to kind of implement. And we hope that you appreciate this. Pure fucking oh, genius. Oh, pure fucking genius. This is oh great. Oh, my God. This is awesome, dude. Here's an actual chain text from a real victim. Oh, my God. The card was given to them at 9.30 p.m. at a hotel. Did you get the card from the front desk? It won't stop. Please make it stop. It's the forever happy birthday. It's just keep singing and singing and singing. That's really strange. It's still playing. Haha, <laughs> you brat. Uh, you may just have to tear it apart. We may just have to miss our flight tomorrow. 
<laughs> you can always just smash it with something heavy. We tried. Is it indestructible? We'll we'll find out soon. Wow, four hours. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> some have said that you some have said that you could burn it, but it but that's not recommended. If you smash it, please send a photo. It's like uranium can't be destroyed. Oh my god! I had no idea it was so powerful. We'll that's leave it. Awesome. In, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it in the car overnight. Oh my god! Oh my god! Amazing! Awesome. Amazing! There's, is there any? Um, Okay, yeah. There's I wish no- I would have known about this before you did, before your birthday. No, well, it's not available yet. They just finished yeah, I know, but like, Oh, my God. I wish that would have been. I, I, I want to give it to someone who values cards so give much at to my me. mom. What? I don't care that I know, but I want it. And I'll just pretend to go along with it. We won't tell any of our friends. And that way they'll be like, it keeps, and I'll just be like, yeah, it's great. It's a festive mood. <laughs> and they'll be, they'll be like, <laughs> they'll be like, why isn't he breaking it? He's drank too much. <laughs> Um, so but yeah, that's the that's the <laughs> unbreakable birthday. <laughs> that's awesome, dude! Oh my god, why it's it's right there? Why didn't anybody think of it sooner? Because it's like the the glitter bomb. <laughs> like no one thought of that, yes. but like but holy once shit! Once it's there, you're like, huh, genius. Nobody hired Tobias Funke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, do you want something? I, I have things to talk about. Do you want, but I have a lot of stuff to talk about. Do you want something mysterious, kind of scary, awesome, weird? Like, what are you, what are you in the mood for? Do I, and I only get to pick one? Yeah, just tell me like what you're in the mood for in general. Well, we kind of talked about mysterious and, and silly. Let's do something kind of scary. Something kind of scary. Like legit scary or like ghost scary? Um, Let's see. Because then I have one more thing after that. That I've okay. that I that I heard about that I think is a great way to leave us on a high note. So yes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to terrify us a little bit here. All right, go ahead. Okay. So I saved this from Surprise Surprise, the Huffington Post. Oh. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> you ready for this? Let's do it. Aliens might weigh as much as a polar bear. And be taller than the tallest man who ever lived. What? <laughs> no one, no one really knows whether we're alone or if the universe is brimming with brainy extraterrestrials. But it hasn't stopped scientists from trying to figure out what form intelligence. So they moved aliens, on from puns to alliteration. <laughs> yeah. Brimming with brainy. <laughs> uh, what form intelligent aliens might take. Uh, and as University of Barcelona cosmetolo- or cosmologist, <laughs> like accent, Barcelona, nice. um, cosmologist Dr. Fergus Simpson argues in a newspaper, the most intelligent... A, a, a newspaper? newspaper. <laughs> in a newspaper. <laughs> Is that the name of the publication? Yeah. A newspaper. A newspaper. Um, Are you sure it's not toilet paper? Like anus paper? Anus paper. Oh, there you go. Um most intelligent alien species would likely exceed 661 pounds. What? With the median body mass similar to that of a polar bear. All right. If such a being had human proportions, Simpson told the Huffington Post in an email, it would be taller than Robert Waldo or Wadlow, who is eight feet, 11 inches tall, is believed to be the tallest human to have ever lived. Here's a picture of him. I've seen him before. Yeah, yeah. From uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Let's see. Simpsons paper, which is posted on the online research repository, arxiv.org, is 
chalk block with formidable looking mathematical equations. But as he explained in the email, uh, his starting point was to consider the relationship between the number of individuals in a population on Earth and the body mass of those individuals. Ants easily outnumber us because they are small. Our larger bodies require much more, uh, I'm sorry, require a much greater energy supply from the local resources. So it would be impossible for us to match the ant population. Now apply this concept to intelligent life across the, uh, across the whole universe. On average, we should expect physically larger species to have fewer individuals than smaller species. And just like with countries, we should expect to be in one of the bigger populations. In other words, we are much more likely to find ourselves to be the ants among intelligent species. Good Christ. Or, as Newsweek explains Simpson's argument, <clears throat> there are probably more planets with relatively small animals than planets with relatively large animals. It makes sense to assume that Earth is one of the former category. So we can assume that the humans are probably among the smaller intelligent beings. Right. What do other scientists make of Simpson's paper? I think the horse bunk. <laughs> he he didn't graduate. From, Earth is the best. He didn't graduate from from Quacksville School of Important Medicine. But I did, and I know. I, I know humans from from, from the. <laughs> Can't <you> say it <laughs> from the incredibly important scientific division of that school. <laughs> Incredible. Oh my god. Okay, let's see. Um I think the average size calculation is reasonable. Dr. Duncan Forgan, an astrobiologist at the University of St. Andrews in Scotland who wasn't involved in the research, told Newsweek. But Dr. Seth Shostak, a senior astronomer at the SETI Institute in Mountain View, California, the argument is suspect. There's an assumption here that intelligence can come in all reasonable sizes and um, and does so with more or less equal likelihood. Um, that may be true, but on Earth, bigger has not always been better, at least in the brains department. Brain, or, uh, brains. Brains. <laughs> uh, the brains. Dolphins have higher IQs than whales, and cows are smarter than eagles. Um I'm sorry, crows are smarter than eagles. It's I was going to say, seen this. <laughs> shifty cow out there being like, I'm going to fuck that eagle up. <laughs> <laughs> Takes out a fucking gun. <laughs> Shoot the eagles. Who's the national symbol now, huh? <laughs> More of us than there are of you. Um, octopuses. They say octopuses. I thought it was octopi. Octopuses are, clever than, are cleverer than giant squids, and obviously we're smarter than polar bears. Ultimately, Shostak said, we can't know whether little green men are actually big green men before we actually make contact. So what do you think, dude? Like, I think it's terrifying yes. to think that these fucking aliens are going to be bigger than us and smarter than us. Ah. Oh. I think the reason why it's so scary is because we're so used to being like the dominant life form. So the fact that something could be bigger than us and be like smarter than us. Yeah. Like we're fine with things that are bigger than us that are dumber than us because we have smart ways to take care of it. You know, over years of evolution and, yeah. you know, like killing woolly mammoths and shit. Well, I mean, I was already scared of regular aliens that were like our size or smaller because I'm like, shit, they're going to have like better technology. They're going to fucking kill us. Like, 
I wasn't one of those people that's going to be like, oh, well, we have defenses against the common cold. No, like, I, I, I'm like, they'll, they'll fucking kill us. They will fucking kill us. Okay. But now you're telling me they're bigger and they could do it without a gun. They could just, like, grab you and rip you apart. Holy shit, dude. I yeah. don't know, dude. That terrifies me. Space. <laughs> the final fright tier. <laughs> the final fright tier? Yeah. Yes. It's like a frontier, but well, it's scary. Chewy, I have some good news, though. I have some. What's that? Brace yourself. Okay. This is an article from USA Today, so you know it's legit. You're not bracing yourself. Okay. You have to physically see you do it. I'm <clears> bracing. <throat> I'm bracing. I'm cl- Should I clench also? Uh, probably. Taco Bell uh-huh. may test uh-huh. delivery in 2015. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! She's <laughs> like a woman coming over there. Oh my god! Oh man! Holy right. shit, dude! That's fucking awesome. <clears throat> it's one That's thing to get a hot awesome. pizza delivered to your door. But what about a hot double-decker Taco Supreme? Oh, my God. Taco Bell, ever eager to bend to the needs and wants of the, of the millennials, is making serious noise about getting into the delivery game, possibly as soon as this year. We are positioning ourselves for a clockless eating, CEO Brian Nikolai said. Oh, I love that. Oh, clockless clock eating. eating. Oh uh, technology God. is changing the way people interact with restaurants and retail. That's why Taco Bell is trying to push the needle not only with its new mobile app, but also is looking into delivery, he says. We have, uh, we have to appeal to the taste and spirit of millennials who want to access anything they want when they want. Uh, when, that's, it's, which is equal parts. Fucking awful, yeah. but fucking great. Well, but like, okay, let's fucking let's let's think about this. We eat when we fucking eat. Yes, you know what I mean, some people breakfast is like six a.m. For some yes. people, breakfast is eleven thirty a.m. You know, and like, what did we have fucking have? I, I fucking had for breakfast today. I had leftover pizza from yes. last night. You know, it's not like any longer just like, oh, well, you have to have this or that. Like it, the the breakfast of landscape. I'm sorry. The, the, I'm sorry. The landscape of breakfast, <laughs> breakfast of landscape. <laughs> the landscape of breakfast has changed over the years, and with that, also the other meals we have. Uh, Jack in the box. Uh, I would say a pioneer in the fast food industry for serving breakfast around the clock. Yes. That for me makes it one of, if not the best fast food restaurant chains out there. Now you have Taco Bell saying, we're going to, we're going to do that. Okay, fine. We'll do that. We'll do clockless. You can get it whenever and we'll fucking bring it to you. Yeah. Oh my God. What an age we live (laughs) in. So, uh, when might tacos and burritos be available door to door? Well, Taco Bell hopes to test home delivery sometime this year, says spokesperson Robert Poached, I'm going to guess. Uh, but he declines to specify when or where. The poll for home delivery is relentless, he said. Delivery is the number one Taco Bell topic on Twitter on the weekends. Dude. Um, you, know, you know what, though? Here's what I'm excited about. We both know that there's a high possibility and a high probability that we would be in their test market for delivery. That's what I was going to point out because we're very close to Taco Bell headquarters. We are very 
close to Taco Bell. If we really wanted to, we could walk to it. Yes. It would take us about an hour to. Take us about an, no, it'd probably take us about an hour to walk to. But we can yeah. walk to it. For that matter, delivery is the single most common request from Taco Bell customers. Uh, Nikolai. Uh, Nikoi uh, recently told Nation's Restaurant News, a trade publication, we have to figure it out. And I can tell you right now, we don't have it figured out. Um, for that matter, virtually none of the major fast food chains have figured out delivery besides the pizza giants. Not, uh, not that some aren't trying. Burger King began testing its delivery service in 2012. BK Delivers is currently offered in parts of Boston, Chicago, Denver, New York, Miami, Minneapolis, Sacramento, San Francisco, and Washington. Uh, Panera CEO Ron, Ron Scheich uh, said that Panera, too, is exploring delivery. And last month, Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz detailed plans for the chain to test two kinds of delivery in the second half of 2015. In Seattle, with a third-party uh, delivery service, and in New York's Empire State Building for uh, by Green Apron wearing baristas. Fast food delivery is the definitive next step, says Sarah Lockyer, uh, uh, editor-in-chief of Nation's Restaurant News. In an age of Amazon, Netflix, and Uber, consumers expect uh, everything they want to, on demand. Well, like we fucking talked about. Or did, I don't know. Did we talk about magic? Yes, we did. Yeah. So, I mean, like magic and like you have Postmates and like Eat24 and all those like apps. You have people fulfilling a need that's being demanded. You know, you have people being like, oh, we want this. We want this. And they're just saying, okay, fine. You know what? Taco Bell doesn't deliver, but I will go get you Taco Bell and bring it back here. So it's smart to just be like, well, let's cut out the middleman. Let's make money on that. Yeah. You know, let's ensure that, you know, we're giving it to them. And here's the other thing. I, I think they're being cautious with those statements of we haven't figured it out. It's a Yum Foods corporation, right? It's, it's a Yum Foods subsidiary. So you also have Pizza Hut there. Pizza Hut delivers. They have that knowledge. I think they're just being like, "Oh well, we." I think it's just because most pizza, most most pizza most pizza places aren't like equipped to serve anymore. They're mostly either you get there, you you take it out, and you take it home, or B you have somebody deliver it from there. But very few pizza huts we've seen have a dining room anymore. But what I'm saying is, they have within the corporation the resources and the knowledge and the statistics to figure out how the most effective way to do this would be. Yeah, for sure. So I think they're being a little kind of like, just like, oh, well, we have to figure it out. But I think they actually already have a plan. They just kind of don't want to be like, oh, yeah, we fucking figure it out in case it fails. You know what I mean? And I think the biggest thing is going to be finding the right market. I agree. Um, but it's, I think what's really crazy is what's more, Lockyer says, many customers uh, or many consumers are willing to pay the price, even if it's high delivery fees. It's shocking how much prices can go up, yet consumers will still frequent if the brand, uh, forget, forget the brand if it gives them what they want, when they want. Um, let's see. Uh, but Lockyer notes the newest uh, inroads into delivery of fast food might be aimed less at millennials and more at appealing to the next generation of consumers, those under the age of 18, sometimes called Gen Z. When might fast food delivery by the major chains be uh, commonplace? It may take up to five years for industry leaders like Starbucks and, Starbucks and Taco Bell to figure it out. Uh, estimates Lockyer, the, then another five years for the rest of the industry to catch on. So less than a decade from now, the Double Decker Taco Supreme delivered door-to-door may actually be a yawner. But I dis a fucking agree because Taco Bell delivering would be outstanding. That would be yeah. the, the best thing that could possibly happen. Holy shit. Because, well, like, like, think about it. Yeah. 
you're back from wherever you were drinking or whatever, and like you got the cab home or whatever, you know, you took your Uber home, you took your Lyft home, and then like you're like, oh shit, we get some fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> oh no, we gotta drive there. Oh fuck, now we can't do that. Oh no, you know, and then you just fucking eat like nothing that you have at home. You eat like fucking ketchup packets or whatever. <laughs> but it's like now you can get it fucking delivered, dude. Yeah. How fucking awesome is that? An age of laziness. <laughs> It's oh great. It's coming. Dude, I'm excited. For <laughs> I'm excited for the future. So, you know, we, we've talked about a lot this evening. We talked about quack doctors. You know, a lot of things to be afraid of in the world. Quack, quack doctors. Giant aliens. Giant aliens. And even birthday cards that could last upwards of three hours if you press that button. If you're on the receiving end of that, that sucks. But if after you press that button, you hear ding dong or it's Taco Bell, everything seems good. <laughs> everything seems good. And... You'll be happy to live in that world. I'm chewing. And I'm Ian. All praise be unto the Dark Lord Kramdar. Save us, Jesus Christ, from our sins. Keep that face because you never know how much Taco Bell may end up on it. I agree. Have a good one. See you next time. We love you. Bye. This is done. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.